welcome Christina on uh, Dhruva News podcast and thank you for honoring with your presence, uh, you know, at such short notice uh, to talk about uh, your experience and uh, being a survivor of 9-11 and it's been, it is going to be difficult since the 20th anniversary is approaching and it's right here uh, tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, before we start discussing about the day, um, uh, can you just tell us about yourself, your background and uh, your life before 9-11? How was it and how did it change drastically? <laughs> yes, I'm from the state of Florida, but I moved to New York City when I was 23 years old to see if I could become a, an actress on the Broadway stage. <laughs> so, I moved to New York and began auditioning. And I, I did a fair amount of shows and I, I enjoyed that career. But at the same time, I became a licensed New York City tour guide. So here in uh, America, a, a lot of cities, if you want to be a tour guide, I've been to India quite a few times and have taken a lot of tours. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if it's the same, uh, the same, I guess, oversight, but we're required to get a license here yes. and take a, 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 an exam. Yes. So in 1995, I took an exam in New York City to become a licensed New York City tour guide. And I began giving tours of the original World Trade Center site in 1995. And after the attacks, I actually kind of quit the acting business. I had enjoyed it, but to tell you the truth, I lost my confidence after 9-11. I went through so many changes and self-reflection, but I ended up reverting to becoming a, a licensed tour guide and I did it all the time and I still do. Um, but I also started a nonprofit called Loving All Nations. Mm. And I started going to India to, um, to help with, with um, some social justice issues. You know, every country has them. Yeah. Every country has issues and problems. And I have a desire to help out not only in my own country, but in other countries as well, wherever I'm welcome and wherever I can do any good. And so I became, I've been to India quite a few times, Mumbai, Bangalore, and a few other cities, but I fell in love with India for sure. I actually, you know, it's funny. I actually, um, can I put something on real quick <laughs> since we're sure. doing sure. <laughs> a, uh, a, a podcast in India? Okay. Thank you for your patience. This is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a bit un unorthodox, but I- <laughs> No, 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 it's fine. Okay, <laughs> the shawl, uh, yes. the traditional, yeah. I just must, thank you. Yeah, yeah. But at any rate, um, but I digress. So I, um, yeah, so now I run a nonprofit with my husband. We've had that for, I think, five years. I'm a licensed New York City tour guide, and I'm also a writer. So I write uh, a lot of articles about social justice causes. And right now, of course, I have a lot of articles that have come out about 9-11. But um, yeah, but I, a lot of uh, everything, well, not a lot of, but everything I do nowadays has their roots in 9-11, meaning everything that kind of populates my world from activities to people to where I'm at, what I do, all my roads lead back to 9-11 and my husband's the same way. So uh, most of the experience is uh, painful for everyone after 9-11 and uh, keeping a very positive outlook, how is that uh, the difference in you? Like, you know, being so positive 
after even after being a survivor and after seeing the wtc before the attacks how was that experience when you used to take the tour uh, through the wtc how was the reaction of the people and how was the building can you just tell us a little bit about your day, those early days i will um uh, I, i will say that uh when you mentioned attitude yeah. you know life is everything is how you look at it and i know that that sounds a little cliched yeah. but you you know life is 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 never going to be smooth and in fact it's very obvious it's going to be a struggle and it's a struggle for everybody in different ways it's a struggle for all of us now um collectively because of the pandemic but you you know it's it's you have to overcome or not and you you choose which way, what what you're going to do and how you're going to deal with something and i know i'm a person who looks for meaning and a lot of of life's lessons and 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 the the good times and the bad times of life um but i i looked for meaning after 9/11 and i wanted to i wanted to have some purposeful takeaways because i felt like i'm 31 and that was a horrible horrible thing and i i need to make sure my life is following something that's purposeful and meaning for me because it might be a shorter life you know looking at 911 because in 911 i really thought that i was going to die so um i just i i would say i i just am a person who looks for meaning but i also want to have each day be purposeful and and to accomplish uh, uh things that are that will help others because you know life is short you know but when it comes to that day my husband and i actually were newlyweds i was 31 he was 35 we had just moved into our let's call it a newlywed apartment and it turned out to be 6 blocks away from the twin towers and we had this wonderful apartment on the 24th floor that had a 300 square foot terrace so just a small terrace but you know outdoor spaces probably just like mumbai it's not so easy to come by Yes. and they're prized. Everybody loves being outside and having their own little space to call their own in in an outside manner. And so I was so excited about this apartment, but our things were still in boxes that morning and my husband came and shook me awake and and said something's happened, we must go onto the terrace and see what's what's going on because when that first plane hit the north tower, it actually shook our building. So my husband knew something horrible had just happened. So on our terrace we could see flames and smoke coming out of the north tower and we didn't know what had happened. We also heard a lot of noise coming from the street. Now normally we don't hear a lot of noise. Uh, we were so far up, but there was so much collective screaming and sirens going off that I was overcome by how noisy it was and the terrible scene of the north tower burning. When all of a sudden over my right hand shoulder the second plane came and went over our heads. went in front of us turned and went into the south tower and the shock waves of that plane hitting the south tower actually blew us back into our apartment and the good news about that was we had kept our terrace doors open or we might have been hurt much much badly mm. um but i i uh came to on the floor of my living room and i came to with my dog jumping on me and he's actually what woke me up but my husband was yelling different things and at one point i heard him asking if i wanted my shoes i popped up in a panic and ran for the stairs so when i was running down he grabbed our dog and ran down behind me 
But when I got outside and finished running out of the 24 flights, I realized I was wearing pajamas and I didn't have any shoes, which is, I mean, imagine, you know, walking through the streets of Mumbai. It's crazy. It's a crazy idea. You just step on all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. But uh, even in that amount of time, they wouldn't let us back into our apartment because they said, well, it's evacuation only. And, you know, I took off, uh, my husband took off his socks. I wore his socks and um, I felt well, nobody cares what I'm wearing. Everybody is, I saw a lot of people also in their pajamas yes. and crying and bloody and their clothing shredded. Nobody, everybody was kind of locked into their own horror. But we evacuated to Battery Park, which is a nearby 25 acre park at the very Southern tip of, of Manhattan. And that's where we were when the Twin Towers fell. And it covered us with dust and debris and surrounded us by smoke. We thought we were going to be asphyxiated. We couldn't breathe. My husband and I said goodbye to each other. And it was a terrible, dramatic scene. And there were thousands of people running around Battery Park who also thought it was their last moments on earth. And it was a very sad, very sad goodbye. I, I was hoping that the very end would be very quick, but it was sad. I felt I had, I was, I had just started out life. I had just gotten married. We had just gotten our dog. And life seemed like it was going to be wonderful for us. And instead uh, we were facing death and it was, it was terrible. We were rescued off the island in a boat and we didn't get back into our apartment for two more weeks after that because there was, well, there's several reasons, but mainly because we lived too close to the attack zone. But once we got back, it still wasn't easy for us. You know, we started suffering from PTSD we, our dog uh, hovered between life and death for weeks because he had licked the dust off his fur, which contained ground up glass, which shredded his insides. And my husband found out a good friend of his died in the North Tower. And it just, uh, we were unemployed. Um, the tax left an, us unemployed. And so it did seem that um, the world was still falling down. And of course we were all very upset about the almost 3000 people who died. And it felt that, that the world became a very scary, dark, and unjust place for, for many of us who didn't previously hold those beliefs. We thought life was happy and fun and, and the sky's the limit. And all of a sudden, it wasn't fun anymore. And it was dark and scary and death and, and, and murderous. So it was, it was a tough time. Right. So you have written uh, the award-winning book, um out of the shadow of 9-11, which uh, won the 2020 Benjamin Franklin Award and the yes. Independent uh, Publisher Book Award. So uh, through- I do your... think it's sold in India. I do think so. Okay, right. <laughs> so I would like to ask, uh, what is different about this book? Like there are plethora of books on the same subject and there are lots of survivors and lots of eyewitnesses. So how is your book uh, different from them? You know, it was interesting because when I approached a publisher and I had said I'd written a book, he, and this was, I, I, I started writing this book 15 years after the attacks, which is a long time. Long time. And he said, he looked at me and he said, Christina, 700 books have been written about 9-11. And I said, well, I, I know about those books. I've, I've looked at those books. They They're all about terrorists and terrorism, the architecture of the World Trade Center site, the towers and the planes, mine is a different perspective. 
And he said, Christina, no one wants to hear your perspective unless you were in the towers. And I remember thinking he's, he's actually wrong. <laughs> and I knew he was wrong. And I knew he was wrong primarily, primarily from being a tour guide because I take thousands of tourists around the World Trade Center site and the memorial and the museum. And I'll tell them my personal story. I tell them about the boat, ac boat evacuation. I tell them what it was like to be one of the 25,000 residents that lived near the attack zone and all the things that we faced. Uh, they're surprised to learn that animals like pets died. And I call this a ripple effect, right? So there was thousands of people who suffered ripple effects from the, the attacks. Whereas a lot of Americans think that the damage and destruction happened within the 16 acres that comprised the World Trade Center. Us in New York, we all know that it affected thousands more lives and, and people were dying of cancers, you know, of the dust inhalation. I mean, it's just, it's an ongoing saga. And so as a tour guide who tours thousands of people per year ever since the attacks and before the attacks, I knew what people kind of knew and didn't know about 9-11. And so I decided to create a book from the perspective of a resident of the neighborhood in which the attacks took place as a ripple effect, just to show uh, that um, the attacks had a far bigger effect than what people, I think, uh, the opinions that people genuinely hold. And, and, and it's not like my book is going to all of a sudden make light bulbs go off, right? And of course, it, the, the people in the planes and the, the towers, those are very important stories and it doesn't take anything away from that. What it does is it adds to people's understanding of that day and gives them a much larger scope, which was the effect of the attacks. It had a very large scope and had a lot of ripple effects. And I just hope that it uh, helps to complete or broaden people's understanding of that day. Right, so could you uh, read us a short extract from your book? A short paragraph, if you wish, for the viewers. Me? Yes. <laughs> That's difficult to do because it's very upsetting. Uh, let's see. Um, yes. So let's see, every time I try to take a deep breath, I inhaled soot and the sickening scent of burning electrical wiring. I couldn't block out the shrieks and the cries of people who believed that they were about to die. And I couldn't ignore the people running aimlessly all around me. As far as I could see, Brian and I were the only ones standing still. We turned toward each other. I searched his Facebook, couldn't tell what he was thinking. Nothing in our 18 months of marriage had prepared us for this madness. Brian, is this it? Are we gonna die? He hesitated and then looked me in the eye. I don't know, maybe, he said, sadly. As we stood there in the shadow of the fort, Brian took my hands and began praying out loud, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As he recited the Lord's prayer, I began my own silent entreaty. Lord, I'm sorry, I've been spending lots of time doing life without you and I haven't been serious in my relationship with you. I'm sorry that I wasn't a better daughter to my mother. Please forgive my anger and stubbornness. I'm sorry I've held grudges. I looked up as Brian began, continued to pray and gratitude replaced my fears. Well, Brian and I will be together, whatever happens. And uh, God, you gave me such a wonderful gift with this awesome man. I opened my eyes. My dream city was now a hellscape. Uh, yeah. Very interesting and intriguing. And 
it's a very personal perspective since you yeah, are showing your uh, flaws as well in that uh, little paragraphs yes. and i believe that uh, changed you as a person uh, since you said that 911 has been always in your thoughts uh, ever since and that is why you have formed the lovingallnations.org so how does uh, that come in and what uh, work do you do through your organization how do you help people through it so uh uh primarily when it comes to um my organization you know since we were homeless for the couple of weeks that we were uh after 9/11 I'd never had that experience of being homeless and I found it very tough and dehumanizing ever since then I've really cared a lot about homeless and refugees so um my nonprofit helps those communities wherever they where they live and and need help but we work with a lot of um um uh, let's say if if we were to help india or south africa we already have hosts in place who i know very well and who help to care for their own communities so really um a lot of americans don't like to give money to organizations unless they can get a tax receipt and unless that the organizations have been vetted like they know that they're doing good things so we do both and mine we give tax receipts to americans but we've also personally gone and seen the good work that organizations are doing that that they really help commu communities and they help the most underserved in the communities you know a lot of people when they're really hurting uh it's hard for them to even get noticed some groups and so we try to help the least of these i guess or the people who have the hardest time getting noticed um in their pain so but we've had that for 5 years and it does it does really well i love our partners but we you know it's all about partnerships and making uh friendships with organizations truly not in it for themselves in any way but really out there to help their communities but a lot but all of that comes from feeling like people helped me after 911 and they did so you know we had people open up their apartments to us to stay in complete strangers and who does that right yeah. but we had literally complete strangers open their apartments to us we went to salvation armies and goodwills and places where places where people dropped off donations and we got clothing and toiletries and food from these places um of course for free which i so appreciate i appreciate the organizations but i also appreciate the people who donated the items so we could have them okay. but we were people who had needs after 911 and people rushed over to help us when when i was walking around new york city i would see queues for a mile and they for people who were dropping off donations for people who were queuing up to give blood uh they thought that the blood was was needed it turns mm -hmm. out um <laughs> it, so much blood was given they they told people to stop and to go back home because they had everything they needed but people really uh stepped up to the plate and it was the kindnesses that people showed us that left a huge impression and i never forgot it and i wanted to help be part of a, a kindness that is shown to other people who are in a bad way right so christina before we can uh, sign off and uh, say goodbye uh, what is your last message to the viewers and the listeners and where can we find your book uh, is it online on bookstores so that they can you know get it and read it could you give us some information regarding that 
Yeah, I could. I'm. I'm almost positive this is sold in India. So look on your um, your version of Amazon or um, wherever you all do online because it, it is sold all over the world. Um, and all the proceeds from the book don't go to me. It all goes to my nonprofit, which I love because it, it makes me feel that again, 9/11 has come full full circle for me. That it uh, people helped me. And through it, I can help others. And I feel like it, it com helps complete the circle of giving and paying it forward, which is what people, again, did for me. So, um, but you know, if I were to leave anything, any thoughts, it's that is uh, when it comes to 9-11 and I look back and think, I remember the 3000 people that were lost that day, but I also think of all the heroes that rose up to try to help their fellow man because let me tell you, there was a lot of uh, you know, rescue workers who were there to try to save people, but normal civilians rose up within the towers and outside the towers to help people in their time of need. And the hero stories that come out of 9-11 are literally overwhelming. As, as, as many stories of those who have passed, there are as many stories of people who tried to help others. And it doesn't diminish the lives who are cut short or far too, um, too quick, but it, it, um, it, they're just, there's two ways to look at it. Again, we honor those who died. We, we remember those who also, who rose up to help. And there's nothing like showing kindness to others, especially in this day and age with the pandemic. Um, I know this sounds crazy, but of all the people who helped us after 9-11, do you know who I remember a lot? Mm -hmm. You know, when we were dropped off in New Jersey after the boat lift, yeah. I needed to use the bathroom. I, to tell you the truth, I needed to use the loo, right? But I didn't even know where we were. I was in my pajamas, completely yellow, completely covered with dust, filthy, probably stank. So my husband and my dog did as well. And I was wearing socks, walking over train tracks, and all I needed was a bathroom and I couldn't find anything. Some woman saw me in my distress and invited us in. Complete strangers, completely filthy, and just use the restroom. We had a lot of people help us that day and afterwards, but it was just somebody offering their loo to me that 20 years later, it's the smallest act of kindness when I needed it most. And that's something that we can all give each other. Right. So thank you so much, Christina, for being on Drew News Podcast Show. And I'm glad you gave me the time and I can share this uh, wonderful story of yours through our platform. Thank you so much for being my guest. Have a wonderful thank day. You too. Thank you. Hey, India. Mission. I'll see you soon. Thank you.